Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm your host, Nolan Bicknell. Today on RC360, we're continuing to talk about Winnipeg neighborhoods. Our first story is about a great little cafe in Transcona that encompasses uh, sort of everything that's great about neighborhoods and, and about community. Then we'll talk to Noah Ehrenberg of Community News Commons, and he'll tell us what's been happening in the world of citizen journalism. And finally, you'll hear a great little interview between Noah and Major Patty Douglas. They talk about a neighborhood that produced three men that each received Victoria Crosses, which uh, is the highest honoring award that a Canadian uh, can win. Um, for their valiant service in World War One. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got a great show for you today. But first, I want to kick things off with a great little tune called Walkin' by the River by Hal Kemp featuring Janet Blair on vocals. You're listening to River City 360 on CJNU 93.7 FM. Thank you. 
The Larsh Tova Cafe in Transcona isn't just a great little diner. It's also helping to end the stigma around people with developmental disabilities. Larsh has hired staff with developmental disabilities to help them integrate into the community, as well as give them valuable life skills and important job experience. RC360 recently visited the cafe to speak with a couple of their staff and to enjoy a delicious home-cooked meal. Jim Lapp is a community leader for Larsh Winnipeg Inc., the company that established the cafe in 2012. I think they've really helped break down the barriers for people getting to know people with a disability. And uh, that's what this cafe is about. It's about people coming in and meeting people with a disability and getting to know them. And in that relationship, uh, changing their perception of people with a disability and realizing that they are very human, very loving, very gifted people. We asked General Manager Chef Nick Jamorier why L'Arche is an important part of the community. Well, the, the philosophy of the cafe is to make known the gifts of people with disabilities. And it's also a, a link between the outside community and the large community. Uh, people will see community members from large out and about, but they will not know who to speak to or uh, who they are. At the cafe, it's, it brings people together and they get to know each other as, as friends. Chef Nolan is one of the line cooks that works the flat top during breakfast and lunch. He loves getting feedback about his cooking. We always get comments. They'll say, like, we had the best breakfast ever. There are countless others who have been given the chance to prove themselves in a real-world busy cafe like L'Arche. Giving people with developmental disabilities this opportunity helps in other ways too. They are being welcomed into the community, being included in many, many things, and overcoming social isolation, which is a big problem in Canada for people with developmental disabilities. It's a community, you know, like the L'Arche is a, is a family and we want to kind of instill that into the community as well as that to, to get along and get to know each other, whether as friends or family also. To volunteer, assist, or simply learn more about the L'Arche Tova Cafe, please visit www.larshwinnipeg.org or stop in at the cafe anytime, Monday to Saturday, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg sits down for his weekly visit to discuss what local citizen journalists have been writing about on Community News Commons. But before that, here's Les Brown with You Are the Cream in My Coffee on River City 360.
now part three in our series about Winnipeggers who, through foresight, planning, and generosity, created a lasting legacy and helped make their community a better place. Here's senior producer for RC360, Robert Zirk. Leslie Orr Rowland had foresight. He gave to his community through a discretionary fund at the Winnipeg Foundation. Born in 1917, Rowland was a gifted student who graduated with a law degree from the University of Manitoba in 1941. He had a keen interest in financial matters, first spending six years as an insurance claim supervisor before shifting his focus to writing. He was editor of the Winnipeg-based Canadian finance magazine, moving to Calgary in 1948 to investigate the oil boom. There, he co-founded the leading oil magazine, Oil in Canada, later renamed Oil Week. Even after his retirement in 1980, Rowland remained as a consultant, maintaining a reputation as the first person to arrive at work and the last person to leave. The longtime resident of Calgary never forgot the city where he was raised and educated. Although he hadn't called Winnipeg home for over 40 years, Mr. Rowland's will included a bequest to benefit all Winnipeggers. His gift of $1.6 million was endowed, creating a permanent source of support for local charitable projects. Today, with a market value of $2.8 million, the total amount distributed to the community equals the value of his bequest. Since gifts to the Foundation are endowed, they continue to support our community for good forever. Over time, grants made surpass the value of the original gift, multiplying the positive impact in our community. When you give to the Winnipeg Foundation, you're joining Mr. Rowland and thousands of others with the foresight to support our community for good forever. Thank you for listening to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg, convener of Community News Commons, a citizen journalism project in partnership with the Winnipeg Foundation. Noah, thank you for joining us. Hey, it's great to be here. We've got the the real studio today. Normally we're in our sort of other one, but we're in the actual CJNU studio today. Which is very special. Very exciting. You can see Portage in Maine right from, from our out from our vantage point here. Where the action is. Exactly. So tell us about the action happening on Community News Commons this week. Well, you know, the best thing about Community News Commons is that there's so many great stories about our community. Mm -hmm. And uh, this week was no exception. I particularly like the uh, story by Gloria Romanuk, a great citizen uh, journalist who uh, reported about uh, the awards that were given out by the Lieutenant Governor of Manitoba, his honor, the Honorable Philip S. Lee, uh, back on Manitoba Day on May the 12th. And um, he presents um, five exemplary Manitobans with the Lieutenant Governor's Award for Historical Preservation and Promotion. Oh. Um, as Gloria puts it in her article, throngs of media were notably absent from the presentation uh, of this much sought award, but the event raised a buzz on the heritage scene. And indeed it did. You know, there was this is a big deal, and um, the Gloria does a great job reporting some of the awards that were given out and um, it's really um, she she takes a really good look at um, the LG's uh, Heritage Award as well as other awards that uh, the Honorable Philip S. Lee has established okay. during his time as Lieutenant Governor and of course uh, his time is coming to an end and uh, he will be passing the reins over to Janice Philman who will become uh, Canada's 25th or I'm uh, sorry Manitoba's 25th Lieutenant Governor on June 19th of this year. Another story this week on CNC that had to do with awards was Julian 
Cooper covering the 39th annual Women of Distinction Awards that were held in Winnipeg recently. Mm. You know, Julian has covered a few of these award ceremonies over the years, and she's always amazed at how creative and accomplished the women who are awarded this distinction, and this year was no exception. And she has a really uh, uh, great uh, audio report about that event as well. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So speaking of awards, I remember reading a, a story maybe a couple of weeks ago, at least, or a month ago, about the um, the Victoria Cross Award and how three... What, what's the story there? There's three people from the same street that won it? Yeah, it was a great uh, uh, piece uh, uh, about sort of run-of-the-mill folks that were honoured uh, for valour during the First World War. And these three men lived uh, in the same block of Pine Street uh, here in Winnipeg. Oh, okay, and they yeah. all received uh, Victoria Crosses for valiant service during World War One. Um, it's a, sort of a remarkable coincidence that they lived all on the same street, uh, or perhaps it's you know a sign of, of the Winnipeg mindset, you know, to help <laughs> others and yeah. preserve, uh, you know, persevere even though uh, even through uh, difficult times. The three um, uh, soldiers, Corporal Leo Clark, Sergeant Major Frederick Hall, and Lieutenant Robert. Shanklin all demonstrated extraordinary courage under fire uh, during these separate battles, and only Shanklin survived. Uh, they are three of the 94 Canadians to ever have received the medal for most uh, exceptional bravery uh, in the presence of the enemy. And in 1926, wow. Pine Street was renamed Valor Road in their honor. And so, okay. uh, 100 years after the uh, First World War began, their Victoria Crosses were brought together for the first time in Winnipeg. And uh, the Winnipeg Foundation uh, supported the initiative of the Royal Military Institute of Manitoba uh, in partnership with the Manitoba Museum to bring these awards mm. uh, so that Manitobans can see them. And uh, I had the opportunity to speak to one of the uh, individuals who was instrumental in making this uh, exhibit happen. Uh, his name is Major Patty Douglas of the Queen's own Cameron Highland. So he took it upon himself to sort of track down the medals, bring them all to Winnipeg and sort of display them in a, in a way that honors these three heroes essentially exactly it was a terrific uh, a terrific way to honor them a terrific way to show manitobans uh just how um brave these soldiers were and right. uh, sort of this uh, amazing coincidence that they all came from the same block uh, awesome. on uh, in here in winnipeg okay well i can't wait to hear that interview but first let's play a little song how about uh sam cook and his song having a party on cjnu 93.7 fm river city 360 <laughs> Party dancing to the music played by the DJ on the radio. The cokes are in the ice box, popcorns on the table. Me and my baby, we're out here on the floor. So, Mr. Mr. DJ, keep those records playing, cause I'm having such a good time dancing with my baby. Everybody's swinging, Sally's doing that twist now. If you take requests, I Got a few for you Play that song called Soul Twist Play that one called I Know Don't forget them mashed potatoes 
no other songs will do. Let me tell you, Mr. Mr. DJ, keep those records playing, cause I'm having such a good time dancing with my baby. And now, as promised, here's Noah Ehrenberg's interview with Major Patty Douglas right here on River City 360. So um, what is the significance of that, of this particular effort? Uh, why should people uh, sort of stand up and pay attention to this? Well, this is a, a situation that is unique to Winnipeg in the entire British Commonwealth of Nations. Um, there is no other instance in the British Commonwealth where three people on the same street uh, have won this, the highest award for valor uh, in the British Commonwealth, which, which remains today the highest award for valor in the, in, in the Canadian military. Um, there's, there, there's about 93, I think, uh, Victoria Crosses awarded to Canadians through, through, since the inception of uh, the Victoria Cross in 1856. Um, the, the idea that three of them would be from the same block on Pine Street is just, un, it, it's just uh, it, it, it has not occurred anywhere else in, in the Commonwealth. It's, it's just overwhelming. Maybe tell me the story of the medals and uh, how you came across it, and then what was the uh, you know what was sort of the motivation to uh, to make the, to create this effort? Okay, well, I, I joined the Cameron Highlanders in 2007, and uh, I was immediately tasked with uh, one of my secondary tasks was to look after the uh, centennial that was approaching in 2010, and I noticed in 2008 that uh, the Robert Shanklin's medals. Robert Shanklin is the only member of the Queen's Own Cameron Highlanders that ever won a Victoria Cross. So every year for the last 100 years, 105 years, we have celebrated his, you know, um, marked, commemorated his um, uh, award of the, uh, the, uh, the Victoria Cross with uh, a mess dinner when all the officers get together and, and uh, you know, it's, it's a, a very somber regimental occasion. So I thought when, when, when his medals were acquired by the Canadian War Museum, I said, you know what, it would be really nice to have those here for the centennial. So um, I talked to the War Museum and they said, well, have you got a place to put them? So I talked to the Manitoba Museum and they said, we'd love to. So we had a community uh, display in 2010 of Robert Shanklin's medals and um, different artifacts from our museum, the, the Queen's Own Cameron Highlanders from 1910 to 2010. We've had people serve in every... Uh, Canadian uh, event, uh, you know, um, conflict since uh, the First World War, uh, you know, Second World War, Korea, um, uh, all of the UN tours, Bosnia, uh, and Afghanistan. I served myself in Afghanistan. 
So the uh, the idea was um, to get these medals here for that event. Yeah, so we got we got Robert Shanklin's medals here for 2010, and uh, I asked at that time I asked uh, the War Museum. I said, "Have you got? Do you have any idea where the other two are?" And they said, "Yeah, they're they're being held by the families, but we're in negotiations to get them from the families." So I thought, well, you know what? If you get them from the families, that would be a great way to mark the uh, commemorate the, uh, the the centennial of the First World War. So uh, the summer of 2012, I got an email from the War Museum. Said we got all three. And I immediately phoned Hannah and uh, Colette and said, uh, can we do this? And they said, yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, we started planning probably in the fall of uh, 2012, I think. Because it was, yeah, it was August 2012, they told me. So fall of 2012, we started planning. And we went into full planning mode in 2013. We put together a committee. Uh, that's when we, we submitted our uh, our application to the Winnipeg Foundation and talked to them about what you know what, what we could use it for, it that sort of thing. Um, uh, there, there was uh, the other partner was uh, Veterans Affairs, of course. They, they they gave us a grant as well. So um, being here today, uh, uh, part of the annual report launch for the Winnipeg Foundation, uh, and your story, uh, this story being featured in the annual report, mm -hmm. what's that like? Well, it it it, it just. Um, I, I became sort of singularly focused on 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 the presentation of the medals in in, in August, and uh, it, it lets me know that it went beyond just us that were there at the at the at the opening. That you know other people know that it happened and and, and recognize that it happened. It, uh, um, it's it's a chance for me to uh, look back and say, oh yeah, okay. So uh, so there were other people looking. Yeah, and, and, and it was it, it's it's a it's a unique piece of Winnipeg history, and I, I was I thought it was very important that uh, the people in Winnipeg get that opportunity to to uh, to share in that history. Well, it's terrific that you were able to bring that history to us here in Winnipeg, and we really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for your time. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for the invitation. It's it's been a wonderful lunch hour. Thanks, Noah, for that great interview. Now here's Peggy Lee with Walkin' Happy, right here on River City 360. They're the kind of walk you walk when the world's undone you. There's the kind of walk you walk when you're walking proud. There's the kind of walk you walk when the neighbors shun you. There's the kind of walk you walk sets you above the crowd there's a kind of walk you walk when somebody loves you that's very much like walking on a cloud good fortune found you chappy and your life's a happy valentine when you're walking happy, don't the bloomin' world seem fine? There's a kind of walk you walk when you feel like growing. There's a kind of walk you walk when you're on your way. There's a kind of walk you walk when your pride is showing. There's a kind of walk you walk when today's your day. 
There's a kind of walk you walk when the world's all rainbows and your heart's hopping like a popping jay. So you had best believe it, chappy. You find that life is finger snappy. The day you learn that walking happy gives the world a shine. So just keep walking happy with your hand in mine. With your hand in mine. Keep your hand in mine. Love your hand in mine. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you to all of our guests, Patty Douglas, Noah Ehrenberg, and everyone at Larsh Tova Cafe. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg or listen to any of our past episodes, please visit rivercity360.org. That's rivercity360.org. River City 360 Views and News from Around Winnipeg is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. Please give us a call. We'd like to hear from you. So you can call 204-944-9474, extension 290, and, and leave us a comment about the show you heard today or request a song or suggest a topic for a future show. We'd love to hear from you. So that's 204 204- 944-9474, extension 290. I'm Nolan Bicknell for River City 360. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday.